Welcome to the Binge on This podcast, a podcast that you can safely binge and actually lose weight with Michelle Hasty Thompson. Last week, I talked about self-sabotage and how your body is not going to ask you for things that will get in the way of your body goals. This week, we'll look at the difference between a body desire and a pattern response from the brain. And this is where I see people in a pattern of self-sabotage, but not in the way they think. See, most people think they are self-sabotaging because they are weak or undisciplined, but that's not what's happening at all. So it's not really self-sabotage, it's actually something else entirely, and today we're going to dissect all of it. But before I do, I want to thank you so much for showing up and tuning in. This podcast is inspired by you, and there is nothing more important to me than you walking away with permission to be more of yourself, including having your ideal body. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Nothing makes me happier than knowing you're picking up what I'm putting out. Also, send any questions or topic ideas to info at totalbodyhealthsolutions.com or send me a direct message on Instagram at totalbodyhealthsolutions. Okay, let's dive into this. I asked my audience a question about, do you know whether or not your brain is asking for something out of a pattern response or your body's asking for something? Let me give you an example. Let's say you want to go for a run, or you think you want to go for a run. Now, if you didn't meet any resistance about this run, and you just easily and effortlessly laced up your shoes and headed out to the treadmill or outside to go for that run, then there's really no reason to dissect this any further, because there's no problems here. You had a desire, you followed through with that desire without much hesitation or pep talking or resistance, and so you did it. These are not the instances we're talking about. Like, I don't have to give myself a pep talk to brush my teeth. I have the desire for it. I do it. It's easy. No, we're talking about the things that you think you want to do, but you struggle to do. Let's go back to the running example. Let's say that you set an intention to go for a run. Now, why you want to go for a run is going to dictate where this intention is coming from. If you want to go for a run, because you think it's a good way to burn calories, it's going to build your endurance, it's something that you think will help you lose weight, you feel like it's a really productive way to exercise, and let's say you only have 30 minutes to exercise and you feel like this is probably the best way to do it, or maybe in the past you started running and lost weight or had great success with that. If it's something along those those lines, then we're talking about a pattern response. It doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't do it. It's just we're looking at where it's coming from. Now, the difference would be if it was something from your body, which is just this desire to run. Like, I don't know why I want to run, or maybe you do know why you want to run, but your body wants to get the heart rate up, your body wants to sweat, your body wants to listen to loud music and move quickly, whatever the body is asking for in whatever way it's asking for it, running seems to be the solution. That would be a body desire, right? Because your body is giving you kind of this craving to run. Now, in either scenario, whether it's the patterned response or the body asking for it, Neither one is necessarily any easier to implement. Like just because your body asks for it for a craving doesn't mean you're going to be more motivated to do it. And 
the other way around as well. Just because you have a pattern response to do it doesn't mean it's going to be any easier to do it, especially if the only reason you're doing it is to lose weight, right? Because then it's like, I don't really like it. I really want to do it, but I think I should do it. And so that's going to create that kind of conversation when it comes to running. So in this example, what we'd want to do is check in with what the body actually wants. So body, what sounds good to you? Does running sound like a good way to spend the next 30 minutes? Is there something else you'd rather do? Now, here's where people get confused. Most people, let's say it's first thing in the morning and they're like, yeah, there's a million things I'd rather do. Like, hello, sleep? Is that truly what you want? This is where things start to get very confusing for my clients because they're asking me, well, isn't this self-sabotage? Because I know I would achieve my goals and feel better if I went for a run. But if I ask myself, what would I rather be doing? I would rather be sleeping. So how do I know? Do I go for a run or do I keep sleeping? This can be very confusing. I completely understand. And this is why I said we have to understand why we want to do something. Because once we start looking deeper into that, we're going to get the answers we're looking for. Why do you want to sleep more? Is it because you truly are tired? Is it because you're really not getting enough sleep? Is it because if you got 10, 15, 30 minutes more of sleep, your whole day would be better? Is it because your body is screaming at you, I'm exhausted, I'm burnt out? If that's the case, you probably need to sleep more, especially if you have a pattern of not sleeping well. There's not going to be very many instances when your body asks you for something physical over sleep if you're not getting your sleep needs met. So if that's happening, what we'd want to do is find more ways to be restful, truly restful, and truly rejuvenate the body, yes, inside of our sleep hours, but also outside of those hours, so that it can get its cup full and actually have energy to do other things. But many people aren't actually exhausted and don't really need 30 minutes more of sleep or 30 minutes more of sleep wouldn't be this life-changing thing for them. And so in those cases, what we're looking at is a pattern response. The subconscious and conscious mind work in their own ways. And the subconscious mind runs off of patterns. So if your pattern, for example, is to hit snooze, and that's what you do without thinking, then that's what you're always going to do until you start challenging that pattern. And that's what the conscious mind does. It's learning new patterns if you're asking it to. So let's say you tell your conscious mind, when we wake up tomorrow, we are not going to hit the snooze button. We are going to wake up and go for a run. So here it comes. The alarm goes off. Are you going to go with the pattern response of hitting the alarm? Or are you going to do the new thing and actually get up and go for a run? Well, let me tell you this. It is not going to be easy getting up and going for a run. Maybe the first few times, but eventually it's going to get less likely to occur because that pattern is so irresistible. It's effortless. Your subconscious mind is just luring you in and saying, hey, we can just do nothing. We can like not have to think or do. We could just have the same pattern run that's always run. And it's so easy. And your conscious mind is all sleepy. And it's like, that sounds great. You mean I don't have to do anything? That sounds phenomenal. Now, if your body 
truly wants to do something instead of sleep. It's going to be speaking out against the conscious and subconscious mind. It's going to be like, but I really want to run or I really want to wake up and do yoga or I don't really want to lay here and sleep and hit snooze 17 times. I don't really want to do that. And then your conscious mind and subconscious mind are going to be like, but it's so much easier. And your body's going to be like, but that's not what I want. And then you're going to have this conversation about, well, if I get up and go for the run, I'll probably get to the goals. I'll probably feel better. I might be able to lose weight. Like that's what I need to do. And at the end of the day, what's going to create the ultimate decision out of all of this is which one you ultimately listen to. And it's really challenging not to listen to the patterned response because it's effortless. It's a pattern. It's just like, do you want to actually have to pay attention to driving and look for new ways to get places and have to be really conscious and present and turn the music down and pay attention to everything going on? Or do you want to turn the music up and take the same route that you've always taken to get to the places you're going so you don't even have to think about it? Obviously, we're looking for those effortless solutions, especially when we are burnt out or tired or overwhelmed or stressed. And that is why the subconscious mind wins out just about every time, at least long term, because we might have some initial discipline or willpower that we can overwhelm that pattern. But in terms of a long term solution, we're eventually going to fall prey to it. And The way I started this entire episode is talking about the difference between the body and the brain. If you can understand what your body wants, what your body truly wants, you're going to get the most amount of results, which makes it so much easier to override that really, really seductive subconscious pattern response. Because when we actually do what the body wants, instead of what we think we're supposed to do or what the brain's telling us to do because of patterns, then we get real long-term results. And let's go back to the running example. Let's say you think you should go for a run because that is what burns the calories, that is what loses weight, or that's what the magazine said to do, or that's even what your personal trainer told you to do. Nothing against personal trainers. I was one for many years. But if your body wants something else. If your body wants yoga, if your body wants strength training, if your body doesn't want to do cardio, your body doesn't want it. Meaning it hurts. It's painful. It's too exhausting. It's not balancing. For example, if you have a higher stress kind of life, it might not be asking for something that revs up the heart rate because it wouldn't be balancing to your overall life. And if what your body truly craves is relaxation and rejuvenation, there are ways to do that with movement if it's also craving movement. So we want to get down to the needs of the body. What would your body be asking you for if it could talk to you? And when you can decipher what those are, that's the very first step. What does my body want right now? Remember that weight loss is a healing process. So if it's a healing process, what would your body want to heal? It doesn't want you to numb out, meaning what most people call relaxation. It doesn't want numbing out, but it probably wants relaxation, rejuvenation. But also a lot of us have more sedentary lifestyles and it does want movement, but what kind of movement does it want? Does your body feel weak and it wants more strength? Does your body feel fatigued and it wants more endurance? Does your body feel tight and it wants more flexibility? 
Does your body feel just kind of low energy and tired, but really doesn't want to sit around and do nothing. So it wants like yoga. What does your body want? Start there. Now, once you can kind of have that conversation with your body about what do you want body, let's pretend like weight loss wasn't even on the radar, which is what does your body want to feel better? Once you answer that question, now we go back to that time where it's the intention is set. You've decided these are the things my body wants. My body wants a breakfast with protein. My body wants longer times between meals or less time between meals. My body wants yoga. My body wants more creativity and connection. And you've figured out how to add these things into your daily routine. Okay, that's step one. Just how can I create these needs to be met for my body throughout the day Or it might not be every day. It might be something you do on the weekends to balance out the week. Don't think it has to happen in a 24-hour period. It may be that during the week, you are just really focused on work. And then on the weekends, you fill all those body needs you have. It has to make sense for your life. And it doesn't have to look like anybody else's. So you figure out what your body needs. Now it's that moment when the intention is set and it's time to follow through with said intention. Now. This is when that subconscious mind that's been running the same patterns that it's always been running is going to try really hard to pull you into doing the same thing you've always been doing. And this is what most people call self-sabotage because you feel crazy like, how could I say I want one thing and do the opposite? That's not really what's happening. What's really competing here is body and brain. It's difficult to put your body first because we live in a society that says that productivity and efficiency and busyness are the most important things. In other words, if you told someone, uh, today I just really rested and rejuvenated because that's what my body wanted and if I want to lose weight, then I need to rest and rejuvenate. People would look at you like you're a crazy person. Like, Are you kidding me? You're just being lazy. You're trying to lose weight. Get off your ass and do something. That's how we're designed to think. But the truth is that your body might need rest and rejuvenation or your body might need to run. I don't know. I can't speak for your body. I can only speak for mine. And I know that I spend so much time in my head, in my masculine, in my driven space that that's the last thing my body's asking for outside of the times when it's needed to be in that space for work and those kinds of things. But when I'm not working, not doing classwork or coursework, coursework, not thinking or working with clients, my body is craving slow and feminine and relaxation and rejuvenation and lots and lots and lots of presence with the body, not the brain. It wants me out of my head and into my body. That's what it's, what it's asking for more than anything is me, like paying attention to it. That's all it really wants. It wants quality time with me, like as if it's another person. Like, pay attention to me. You're in your head all day long, and that's fine because I know you got to get stuff done, but I need you here with me. And for me personally, like running doesn't do that. I don't, I'm not, when I'm running, I'm so miserable 
that I can't get in my body because I'm just in my head the whole time thinking, oh my God, when this is going to end, I hate this so much. This is hurting. I'm tired. I'm miserable. And people who are really into work hard and push through and those kinds of things would say that it's better for me to just keep challenging that and overcome it. But let me tell you, I've tried that. And all it got me was heavier than I've ever been before because that's not what works for me. I challenge myself in so many other ways. It's just not being required of me through running. And I am at peace with that. Like it doesn't need to happen. Like that doesn't mean I don't like to like run a mile here and there because I like the cardio sometimes. But for the most part, my body rarely ever craves that kind of physical activity. If my body wants cardio, it most of the time just wants dancing. And that's really what it wants. It doesn't really want to go out for a run pretty much ever. And I tend to have a lot of physical pain when I do it, um, even though I've tried everything to not have physical pain. So I just have learned my own body. Now, if you're starting to think that this sounds a little bit crazy, because how can we just disregard what our intellect is telling us and just blindly obey the body? Let me tell you about how I lost the first 10 pounds that I lost when I was trying everything to lose weight and couldn't. When I was at my heaviest, I was doing everything that anybody could ever tell you to do to lose weight. I was pushing through every limit. I was challenging myself with food, with calories, with carbs, with exercise. I checked off all the boxes of someone who did everything you could possibly do to lose weight, and I never lost weight, and I always gained weight. When I lost weight, I was injured on the couch, unable to move in a healing response. I couldn't do anything. I could not lift my own head. My body lost 10 pounds, not moving at all. And why that, while that might seem very confusing, the thing that was happening for me was I had no choice but to blindly obey the body. Like there was no place for my head or my intellect or what I knew at that point because I couldn't do anything. It didn't matter how much nutrition knowledge I knew or fitness knowledge I knew because I couldn't even prepare my own food. So I was really just completely doing whatever my body wanted me to do. I also noticed this happened when I was pregnant. When I was pregnant, it didn't matter what I wanted. My body was creating a human. And regardless if I wanted to get up and do things, my body, I couldn't. I literally couldn't do more, especially in the first trimester, than just lay on the couch. That's all I could do. I was so exhausted. Like, a level of exhaustion I didn't even know was possible. That it was irrelevant if I wanted to get up and work or work out or prepare food or anything productive because my body was telling me no way. And I listened ever since I put my body first and blindly obeyed it. I have never had problems. And that includes vacations where I'm eating and drinking differently than I normally would, obviously moving differently than I normally would. That includes after gaining 60 pounds in my pregnancy and losing it without doing anything different except living my life the way that I would normally live my life and losing the weight in less than a year. I just do whatever my body asks me to do. But I know in the beginning, it's so confusing to figure out 
Is my body asking for this or is my brain asking for this? So in the beginning, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're going to do things and the body's going to give you communication of that was not what I wanted. And you're just going to have to pay attention to it. So if you do go for that run and it's not what the body wanted, it's going to give you communication like maybe some physical pain that's not just the normal, I went for a run and I'm sore pain. Or maybe it'll give you like a headache or something, like something saying that's not how I want to start my day. Or maybe it's going to ask over and over and over for something that's sort of counter to running. Like maybe it's going to say, I want 30 minutes of stretching. I'd really like 30 minutes of stretching. Can we please do some more stretching? And it's just going to keep asking for it over and over and over again until you give it what it wants. But if we're used to suppressing this communication from the body, it gets quieter and quieter and quieter. And it's harder to understand what it is that our body really wants. But if you are committed to losing weight, and not just losing weight, because honestly, losing weight is really just the call to pay more attention to yourself and your body. So if you're ready to have a relationship with food and weight and exercise and your body that's incredibly freeing and peaceful, then it's time to get back into your body and start listening to it. In those moments when you know what your body wants and your subconscious is telling you to do something opposite, this is where you're going to want to exercise some true discipline and willpower. And the way that that conversation goes that's very productive is... I know that's not what I really want. I know hitting snooze 16 times isn't what I really want. It's what I want in the moment because it's the most effortless thing I could possibly do in that moment. But in the scheme of my life, it is not what I want. Five minutes later, it's not what I want. And it's certainly not what my body wants. And I'm really here to serve my body because it's the thing keeping me alive every day and it's going to dictate what the rest of my life is going to look and feel like. So really, is there anything more important than serving my body? Absolutely not. By the way, your body doesn't like extremes. I think I talked about this last week a lot, or I have another podcast, but don't think that your body's going to ask for nothing but vegetables. It's not. It's very much balanced. It likes junk food too. It likes a balance of everything, and it does not like extremes. So don't think that your body's not going to ask for a month off from the gym. It will. And don't think your body's not going to ask for Cheetos every once in a while, because it will. It wants balance, and it will achieve that however it needs to, and it won't always seem logical to you. So just obey it. You'll know it's not the right thing, because if it isn't, It will tell you right afterwards, I didn't like that very much. It'll give you stomach ache or some type of response of that wasn't good for me. I didn't appreciate that. So to sort of recap everything we talked about today, first of all, we need to understand that there's nothing more important than obeying the body. And by the way, the body is never going to ask for, I shouldn't say never because I don't like extremes. It's very rare the body's going to ask for something like, no carbs, or even low carb. It's this energy source. If you're consuming too many carbs, your body's going to ask for less carbs. It's not going to ask for no carbs. It's not going to ask for low carb. It's just going to be asking for less carbs than you've been eating. That's a big difference. Your body's not going to ask for a break from eating. If it does, it might be a few hours. It's not going to be a few days. Think about what your body needs to function and ask yourself, 
why am I choosing to do what I'm doing? Is it because that's what truly what helps my body thrive? Or is it because it's what I've been taught to think is going to help me achieve a goal? Most often, those two things are not the same thing. Put your body first and figure out what your body needs and fulfill those needs. If you're struggling to fulfill those needs in the moment because the subconscious mind is trying to lure you into its pattern responses and do what is effortless, just know you're human. And that, of course, you're going to want to always do what's effortless over what's efforted. So the way that we get through that is by reminding ourselves what it is that we really, really want. In that moment, we want what's effortless, but over our lives, we don't. We don't want to live life on patterned, unconscious responses. We want to live present, full lives, and efforting is part of that. Efforting creates growth and change, and it also creates life, like presence, like being here doing something different. We like to grow. We like to challenge ourselves. But in those moments, we're going to choose what's effortless if we're not consciously aware of what it is that we really, really want. The only time that's probably not going to be true is if you're truly in burnout or exhaustion. If you're truly burnt out or exhausted, you need to replenish those sources so that you have energy to actually want to challenge yourself. But don't think you need to challenge yourself when you're feeling depleted. If you're feeling depleted, fill your reserves. Take some time off. Take a vacation if you can. Or if none of that is possible, at least with any tiny amount of downtime you have, be productive with it. And what I mean by be productive is be unproductive. (laughs) Meaning don't numb out in front of the TV but actually do things that are truly rejuvenating to replenish those reserves. Work on getting better sleep. Make these the priorities because if weight loss is the ultimate goal, you need energy to challenge your patterns to be able to lose weight. And the only way you're going to have energy to challenge your patterns is if you're truly rested and have reserves to do so. So if you're working backwards here, the very first thing is rest and rejuvenation. And if you're at all familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's the basic, basic needs. Food, shelter, water, rest. If you're not getting rest, good luck on accomplishing anything else that you want to accomplish. You have to get some rest. It doesn't have to be necessarily eight hours of sleep a night, but any time you have downtime, ask yourself, how can I rejuvenate myself? How can I truly relax and allow everything to sort of shut down? so that I can actually refill these reserves and have some energy. I love meditation. I love really slow, relaxing yoga, like restorative yoga, yin yoga, for these kinds of things. If you can obviously get to some type of retreat or vacation, that's ideal. But at least have times in your day, even five minutes of just deep breathing, where you're not needing to do anything in those moments and start to fill those reserves. Once you feel replenished, start challenging yourself by looking at your pattern responses and questioning this. Is this what I really want? Do I want a life that feels and looks like this? Or do I want a life that looks and feels like something else? And why am I making those decisions? Is it because it's what I think is going to be productive and efficient? Or is it because it's what my body is truly asking for? 
And if you can say, yes, that's what my body's asking for, and yes, I have the energy to challenge myself, then in those moments when you're wanting to do what's effortless, do what's efforted and try it for a week and see what happens. It doesn't actually take that long to reroute these patterns when you're finding that they're feeling really good for you. The times that we reroute or we don't reroute the patterns is because we're not seeing success or results. And if all your results are wrapped up on what the scale says or how your clothes fit, then you're going to have a really challenging time with this, which is why we have to start looking at, am I fulfilling my body's needs? And if you are on that journey, you're not necessarily always going to be able to see the results of that externally right away. Because if your body needs a lot of healing, it's going to take a while for everything to realign itself and recalibrate and reprogram to function the way that it can to burn fat. So give it some time, but make your whole goal to just blindly obey and connect to your body. And trust me, you will get to where you want to go. Sometimes that looks like weight loss. It certainly looks like a healthier relationship with food and exercise and weight. And for sometimes it just means that you get really happy with the body that you have and you realize you don't want it to change. That can happen too. But the most important thing is to take the pressure off the body to look and do or function in a way that it's not currently doing all of that and instead try to support and heal it where it's at right now. So is it self-tabotage? No. It's a fight between effortless and efforted. And if you're always choosing what's effortless, you're either tired and burnt out or you're not being honest with yourself in those moments about what you really, really want. And I'm not talking about weight loss. When I talk about what do you really, really want, that's not what you want to be talking to yourself about in those moments. I want to lose weight, so just push through. That's not the point. The point is what do you want your life to look and feel like? Not what do you want your body to look like, What do you want your life to look and feel like? Do you want to be someone that's burnt out and tired and low energy? Do you want to be someone that hits snooze 17 times? Maybe. No judgment, by the way. Do you want to be someone that numbs out in front of TV every night? Like, these sound judgmental, I realize, but I do all of them, so I'm with you. It's just how much. And really being conscious about choosing those things when you do them. Like, I'm consciously choosing to watch TV right now. It's not just what's happening because it's a pattern response. It's what I want to do. And if it's not, then I'm going to turn it off and sit here and think about what it is that I want to do. What would make my life feel more full and fulfilling? And what would potentially be efforted but would actually be in alignment with what I want? And that's how... We eliminate any patterns that look like self-sabotage but are really just our brain and our body arguing with one another. And really, it's effortless fighting with efforted. It's not a bad thing to have efforted moments in our day. It's just going to feel overwhelming and stressful if we only feel efforted. And that's when we're going to want to check out and numb out whenever possible. So replenish yourself and take care of yourself and Be empathetic and compassionate with your body and listen to it and obey it. And if you're going to blindly obey anything or anyone, let it be your body. And it will take you farther than you could ever even imagine. Because right now with the weight loss industry, they teach you to eat a certain way and move a certain way so you can look a certain way. But I get to eat in a way and move in a way that just supports my body and nobody else's. And I don't have to do anything to maintain my weight except exist and obey. There are no rules or regulations or restrictions for me. 
It's just doing what my body tells me to do day in and day out. And when I do that, there are no, there is nothing that has any specific consequence to it except not listening to my body. So even if I go on vacation and eat a different way, as long as I'm listening to my body on that vacation and obeying what it needs within those different parameters, I know I'll be fine and I don't gain weight. And even if I did something and my body gained weight, it would very quickly tell me exactly what it needs to lose it without any effort for me except making a few changes that feel more in alignment with what I really want anyway. So, moral of the story, obey your body and you will have what you want. If you want to dive deeper into this topic, I invite you to download our free report that discusses the three main weight roadblocks that keep women from losing weight no matter how hard they try. Just head to terminatethebinge.com. And also, what's really special right now is I'm doing a free five-day challenge to help you beat holiday weight gain so that you can go into January feeling really good about yourself. We're going to be talking about a lot of the things we talked about today as you master motivation and consistency so that you never have to worry about this weight and food stuff ever again. And we're going to do it all without restrictive dieting or binging. If you want to sign up for this free challenge, it starts on October 21st. Just head to 5daymotivationchallenge.com and you'll be able to sign up and get started with us next week and really get a daily actionable lecture and item to do to help you with all the things we've been talking about today, connecting with the body, resisting that autopilot, those pattern responses, and finally having the body and the relationship with food that you want. Also, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe.